Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows, all you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask, say the word and I'll be there. Just ask, you know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm doing really good. After all this time, I think I finally figured out which characters were the freaks and which were the geeks. (laughs) I know it was up for debate for a really long time, Mm -hmm. but I think I finally figured it out. And Daniel was a geek the entire time. He was time. a geek the whole time. Wow. Wow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? No, but it's um it's really cool uh to have finished another series with you. Of course, this is an abbreviated series. We only got one season of this mm-hmm. little masterpiece, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed talking to you about it. I really enjoyed having our guests on. So I think it's been a really good success. And also I think it's a good showing of like, you know, in the future, maybe there's other little one-offs that we can do. I was going to say the same thing. Like it feels to me like proof of concept, like that doing a, a random one season of a show from the nineties that didn't either. Like I could even see us doing a two season show, depending on what the show was and like how we covered it and blah, blah, blah. But certainly I feel like this is proof of concept that this this works for us and is super enjoyable. Obviously, most of the credit of not regard goes to the show just being like a really, really solid show and something that we both feel like should have, of course, gotten a second season. Um, yeah. But I really enjoyed talking about it and I enjoyed having the guests on that we had because I felt like most of them were super passionate about the show and like you know have watched it a few times you know it's just it's just such an easy show i could easily see this as a show that you just like put on in the background you know um, oh totally and you know. i think that a lot of 
people that we've heard from have seen it multiple times. Mm-hmm. They're on their third rewatch. They're on their fourth rewatch. It's just one of those things that you can totally just sweep right through and mm-hmm. put it on in the background and enjoy it. Um, and I, it, yeah, like I think that there's a possibility that I would watch this again, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you know, we, we're pretty bu- busy with uh, Felicity these days. Yes, yes. And of course, uh, when, when November and then, of course, the upcoming holiday as well. Who's not busy during the holidays? I don't know a single person who's just like nothing to do here. No, we're all yeah. very busy. Um, but of course, we wanted to have one more podcast just to kind of wrap up our thoughts. We're going to talk through mo- like some of the characters, how we felt like their story arcs were, where they got left off. Maybe some ideas of like what we think they went on to do. And if there was a second season, what we think maybe some of the storylines could have been. Um, talk through some of our like favorite episodes, least favorite episodes, talk through our favorite characters, least favorite characters, that sort of thing. Um, and then we'll and then we'll leave it there for freaks and geeks. And like we've said, if anybody has any ideas on one season long shows, even two seasons, if they're short seasons um, of shows that you want us to cover, we've talked about like we've mentioned Undeclared before, um, even if I will, I will throw this out there. If it's something that you can tangentially trace back to the 90s, right? Like, if there's a reason we should be covering it, right? Let's say, like, Katie Holmes is in it. Joshua Jackson is in it, right? There's some sort of tie to some other show we've done, something like that. Pitch it to us. It's possible we might eventually cover it. Because I really like this this as a general way of covering a show that's pretty short. You know, it only Mm -hmm. takes us a few months. It's not really a huge commitment like a Dawson's Creek, a Boy Meets World, a Felicity is. Yeah, yeah. What? What are you like a committed phobe or something? No, but we've committed to a lot of things. Like I feel like we should have yeah, some low commitments. I'm concerned. Well. Oh, I'm break. This is this I'm is concerned. our breakup right now. <laughs> we just started Felicity, but I'm already ending it. But I can't end it for yeah. another like three years. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're not a commitment girly. I feel like you're trying to break it off because I'm- it's getting serious. <laughs> it's getting so serious. <laughs> Three and a half years in, it's just now getting serious. So serious. (laughs) Very, very serious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't we talk about uh, some of our characters here on the Freaks and the Geeks and Mm -hmm. their their life on this show. Uh, We got to start with Miss uh, Lindsay Weir herself, played by Linda Cardellini. Uh, I think that we both were going into this show knowing of Linda Cardellini and uh, a little bit of what she's done in recent times. But mm-hmm. in terms of Lindsay, she was really interesting because I feel as though we didn't really get to fully explore the hardships that she was going through. Uh, we saw her coming into school this year, just surviving a traumatic incident of witnessing her grandma pass not wanting to be a mathlete anymore, not wanting to be a geek anymore, a goody two-shoes, like with Millie. And she takes a liking to Daniel Desario and wants to become a quote-unquote freak. And then Mm -hmm. trying to navigate that life of um, 
you know, a more alternative lifestyle. Of course, she has her little fling with Nick, uh, which is kind of a disaster. And then um, also, I think that by the end, she kind of realizes that she can be a freak or somebody that's more alternative while still being intelligent and being smart is cool. Now, Mm -hmm. where we see her leave off is she goes, fuck you. I don't want to go to the academic summit. That sounds boring. I instead want to go to the Grateful Dead concert. And yeah, I want to be a deadhead. Her uh, leave off. And um, of course, I have like a ton of questions. Like, what are the repercussions of blowing off the academic summit? Uh, Is her parents going to ground her for the rest of time? And uh, ultimately, like, what happens if you spend a summer being a deadhead? I don't know. Yeah, I think what, because I love Lindsay as a character. I like the impetus for this story being she has a little bit of an existential crisis when her grandmother dies and she realizes, like, is there anything on the other side of my mortal form? Um, But what I wish was explored a little bit more with Lindsay, and again, we lose the opportunity without getting a second season to explore this, is a little bit of how her grandmother's death truly affected her i feel like we're seeing a lot of the external things like her in school and and becoming a freak and all of that but internally i feel like we could have seen a little bit more i wish we had gotten a little bit more of conversation maybe between her and her mom or her and her dad or her and her brother right like anybody else about the death of her grandmother maybe one of the other freaks has a death in the family and that's how they connect with Lindsay. you know like i feel like there's an opportunity there that was a little missed because I love the idea of the reason for Lindsay wanting to be a freak. I just wish we explored the internal emotions she was having a little bit more. Right. Um, but again, we only got one season and they serviced so many characters in this show. So it's hard to like pick the nits when we got so much from so many characters. True. Um, but Lindsay being like our main girl, you know, um, yeah. I wish we'd gotten that from her, but I'm, I'm with you. I feel like it'll be fun in talking through these characters. Maybe this is the point where we can kind of also make some predictions for like Mm -hmm. what, what would have happened if we had gotten a season two. Like, so Lindsay is off being a deadhead with Kim and some two randos from school. She's supposed to be at the academic summit. I feel like the weirs go to surprise her with a visit or something. Oh yeah. That could, I could see that. And that's how they realize she's not there. And I don't know. Do you think Lindsay thrives being a deadhead? Like, do you think she enjoys doing that? Or do you think she like halfway through like freaks out and wants to go home? (laughs) So I did see, I watched a lot of interviews and the uh, Paley Festival um, panel with Mm -hmm. the Freaks and Geeks cast, but also the Undeclared cast. And what, um, Judd Apatow and uh, Paul Feig said is that they believe that Lindsay would have gotten like addicted to like LSD or something. Oh my god! Back, like a super stoner or something. I don't really think that's canon. Like I don't really, I don't really like go down that path. I think that would be kind of more interesting if she at first was having a great time and then of course like all vacations by like day 14 you're like get me the fuck out of here like i need to go home um i mean i think that there needs to be some repercussions about being um like 
ditching a commitment and lying to your parents. Uh, I don't think like seeing her be grounded for uh, the whole next season would be interesting, but maybe like she realizes that the freaks really aren't her people. And like, she's more of a deadhead or more of a free spirit. Um, that could be definitely interesting. I do like the fact that she could be a person that like bounces around from group to group. I yeah. think that that's really interesting. Obviously I would want to focus on a season two onward in her mental health and trying to figure out like you know, what's going on with her um, grandma and like that morning. But mm-hmm. I think like if I had to guess like what Lindsay's doing today, I think she's like not a guidance counselor, but like that mm-hmm. cool professor that yeah. like has like long brown hair and like tells stories and is like kind of more of like a chill person, kind of like in a way taking after Mr. Russo. Um, is that his name? Rosso, yeah. Rosso. And yeah. uh kind of just doing being like more of like a free spirit. Like I can see her being a, a political science professor, like talking about politics or um like history or mm-hmm. different protests. Like I can definitely see Lindsay getting into activism. Yeah, I was gonna I was of a similar mind of view uh, as you as like if she does this whole deadhead thing and she enjoys it, I could see her traveling a lot and almost being like a travel journalist or mm. or something like that, or like even um, like a political journalist where she tra- she goes like on location. I had a very similar mindset, especially when she's like, "Oh, I'm a Democrat and I'm going to stand up for like this, this, and that." I could see her kind of pursuing that and eventually writing a book of some sort i would see her in her older age maybe maybe settling down and becoming a professor after she's kind of had this like whirlwind of a, a yeah. life or something or doing talks right i feel like she's very good at speaking in front of people when she when she like when she builds that confidence which obviously yeah. she's a teenager so it's a little tough right now yeah and honestly like i don't see her like really settling down and having a family like her mom like i feel as no. though she wants to really be anything but that like maybe she would be um adopt and be like a single mom or something like i can see that sort of a thing but like Mm -hmm. definitely not being the sort of woman that makes dinner for her husband when he comes home from work definitely yeah um so let's stay in the weir family and let's talk about sam um he i feel like he gosh he's such an endearing character and it's partly because john francis daly is like actually the age of the character he's portraying and he has this like just a small frame you know he's so small and like cute for like a freshman i really like the the whirlwind romance with cindy and i love that it doesn't work out and i love that it doesn't work out before the finale so this isn't something we're worried about going into a season two i feel like they could easily bring back, and I apologize because I don't remember her name. It wasn't Vicky. Who was the other girl who was like friends with all the geeks for like a hot minute? Was it like Catherine or something? Um, I could see her coming back and like them dating or something in season two. Um, 
I could see him still always being friends with Bill and Neil, but maybe there's strife like Neil and Sam, like the same girl. I could Mm. see that happening. Yeah, totally. Um, And I could even see if Sam dates and, and it actually works out this other girl, which I'm so sorry. I can't remember her name. Um, if he dates her and it works out, maybe there is a more strife between like, oh, oh, Sam is becoming a cool kid now. Like he's not as much of a geek as, as he used to be. And as for like his future prospects, gosh, maybe he becomes like an engineer or something like that. Mm, like maybe something yeah. in the science field. But unlike Lindsay, I see him settling down and wanting a family and all of that. Yeah, I do too. So uh, the name you're reaching for is Maureen, which she doesn't seem like a Maureen, but that's what she is. I think that Sam, uh, his storyline was pretty interesting because like, I think that we really get like the growing pains of being a young person going into high school and how scary that can be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we struggle with bullying for Sam and he always seems to like want to fight back, but ultimately it isn't until like he gets some clout when he dates Cindy that like the bullying stops, which like kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. um, we see him in the last few episodes, like really rejecting the geek dumb that he is put into. So mm-hmm. I can see him his sophomore year of high school, really, really trying to lose that. Uh, reputation and I, I it's kind of funny because the actor that plays uh, Sam John Francis Daly he's uh-huh. actually very very tall so it would have been like hilarious to for him to like actually like jump up yes. in height in a season or two uh, and he comes back from summer actually being as tall as he is uh-huh. and just like because now, like, he's the tall one. We see Bill, and he's, like, the the tall one. And I think that, uh, ultimately, Sam winds up being, like, as tall as Bill, if not taller. Damn, he's six foot, John well, Francis Daly. Yeah, he shot up. Like, yeah. he... Yeah, so I think, like, that would be kind of, like, a very funny sight gag of being, like, whoa, like, what happened to you over the summer? You ate your Wheaties type of thing. Yeah. And I can definitely see him, like, becoming the popular kid um, and leaving Neil and Bill behind and, like, how much that sucks because I think that, like, that's very realistic. Like, high school and school is so weird. Like, one second you're friends with somebody and the next second they become popular and you never talk to them again. It's terrible, but it happens because kids are cruel. Um, So, but I also think, like, Sam is, like, really kind he was so endearing like i just wanted to like smush his little face the entire time and like Mm -hmm. mother him and i really i really liked sam like i think that sam is um such a like cool interesting character and i would have been very much interested in seeing what he got up to next and then yeah, I can see him being some sort of engineer as an adult and having a family, maybe mm-hmm. like marrying his high school or college sweetheart type of thing. Just something like wholesome. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. He feels like a wholesome sort of guy. 
Um, do we want to stay with the geeks and finish them off and talk about Neil and Bill? Because yeah, I think I feel like this the standout for me of the series, honestly, was was Bill in that I think he made me laugh the most. Like he mm-hmm. was just so funny. And I personally think that Bill is the character that accidentally becomes cool. And I say that because I think, you know, and it's not on purpose. He's not doing anything to try to be cool. I just think his nonchalance and a little bit of like lack of caring ends up being very cool. Maybe he stumbles onto a new fashion trend or something. Like I just feel <laughs> I think like that he just stumbles himself onto the basketball courts and becomes yeah. like pretty like a pretty cool guy but like it's kind of like he doesn't like fate it doesn't phase him like he doesn't care about that type of stuff yeah we saw him play basketball yeah. <laughs> i think maybe it would have to be something like golf like i don't know that it can Who be knows? as intense but maybe, yeah maybe i track, definitely but... think that but i think bill is like the the guy in high school that after you graduate you kind of sometimes wonder like i wonder what that guy got up to yes. he's not on social media yes. you cannot find him he does something very weird to get very famous and then becomes a little bit of a recluse <laughs> Like a thousand and ten percent. Like I can totally see that. That is absolutely it. Like we have no idea what Bill's doing right now, and he's impossible to find. Like you can't Google him. It's it's just he's uh totally out in nowhere's land. And I think like yeah, like he probably made like a lot of his money on like Bitcoin or whatever when it first started, and then he he's in a like a glass house in the middle of the forest and we never see him again definitely definitely a thousand percent whereas neil i think season two definitely brings more strife within the geek friend group and i think a lot of it is between neil and sam and i think bill gets kind of stuck in the middle because we saw shades of that yeah and like i feel like it would only get worse especially if let's pretend like sam shoots up right let's pretend because we know the actor does that the, the character does as well and Neil is left as like the shorty in the crew. Yeah, I because think, we do know that Sam Levine never grew like an inch after Yeah, that. And let's pretend, let's say Neil, I feel like Neil eventually gets himself a little geeky honey. And I feel like they make out everywhere and disgust everyone. Like um, I truly yeah. think he is like, as soon as he gets a girlfriend, he will not stop talking about how much he's kissing her. With his Oh, friends. yeah. I could totally see that. And I think that um, I do think that Neil with like Sam and Bill, like in the separation, I can see Neil being like the king of the nerds and yes. like loving being in that power position. Yeah. Um, I can see him go on to be like a mathlete or something. Maybe not. I don't know. I totally think that he winds up like becoming like a, a freaking um, like carnival cruise magician <laughs> with his cruise magician yeah with his stupid Ooh. um i'm puppet. gonna disagree and say oh that's terrible i'm gonna say his family really pushes him and he either like follows in the footsteps of his father and becomes a, a dentist, dentist yeah or becomes like i don't know like a, a lawyer or oh something my god very prestigious i feel like mm. he he needs some sort of a doctor something or like you know what i mean like a professional Mm -hmm. like something something md like i think he needs things on his name i don't know or he's like one of those pediatricians that uses puppets to distract the kids 
for that like when they get their shots yeah and it's yeah. like oh look at mr stinky and I it's could... like and then like pokes <laughs> look him at mr stinky yeah like pokes him with the needle <gasps> and he and he eventually marries his assistant like his ew like, his like predatory no not like he has assi- to be jewish though no not the assistant i mean like the okay when you're a doctor and you're working mm-hmm. in close quarters with like that other person he he marries yeah. the person administering Medi- the shot. Medical tech type of thing. I don't know. Someone. Sure. Um, okay. But she another has doctor, to be Jewish. She marries another doctor. Has yeah. to be Jewish. That's the yeah. thing. Definitely. And I think eventually, I think he dates around and he's always like going for blondes, you know, just because oh, yeah. society has told us like yes, are prettier. Yeah. And then, he, and then it, he falls in love with a gorgeous Jewish woman with who like also worked at his practice. Brown curly hair. Yes. And a nose yes. that is slightly on the large side. <laughs> You're only allowed to say that because you're Jewish, Sarah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a sizable nose as well. Honestly, I kind of like a bigger nose. I feel like it's strong. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, that's that's Nick and Bill. Uh, or not, Neil and Bill, excuse me. Let's speaking of Nick, let's go to Nick next. Nick, Nick gets arrested. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, okay, no, when? let's talk about his... next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, let's talk about uh, his arc. I mean, I think the most interesting thing about Nick is the um, issues with his family, his father in particular, expectations to be like a manly man that goes to war, like the rest of the family. Um, I think that, gosh, like he probably can keep drumming, but like he probably shouldn't. But I, like he doesn't have a his, like a future in music. I'm sorry. Like let's be real. Let's be real. Maybe... I think he tries to make it work, oh, but totally. I don't think. I, I think I could see Nick owning like a record store, a record store that maybe teaches drum yeah, lessons, lessons or something. Back. Because I could see he's very personable he's very much a people person so i could see him loving owning like some sort of a record store and like giving people advice on like mm-hmm. what they should buy and being very knowledgeable about music because he is so obsessed with it i could definitely see i don't think he goes to college like i don't think he does any of that i think he kind of bums around for a while and i think it takes him a while to find his calling but i think he like works enough retail jobs to eventually maybe find a job at like a whatever uh Maybe an FYE, if that like even exists. Tower this, Records. Yeah, in this time period. Um, I will say that I wouldn't be surprised if there were one or two um, uh, no order contacts, no contact orders <laughs> placed on him. But can I say? Restraining orders. How do you feel about this? What's I that? think Nick eventually, like, whether it's accidental or not, or this is, like, planned, I feel like he has a kid. And I think he like becomes a very doting father yes the best dad ever very different from very involved his father uh i could see him being like a girl dad i don't know why that oh yeah i can see that um he oh you know what he is definitely a man but he's a little bit too old for that i can see him going to woodstock 1999 and being like the one that's like a little bit too old for there but also gets into like a major rager Yes. Um, he's also probably an iPad dad where he like gives his kid like an iPad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like once he's old, he grumbles about the good old days. Oh yeah. That's pretty much Absolutely. any old person, I guess. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's Nick. Um, 
let's jump to uh do you want to talk through uh daniel yeah daniel's another character that i feel as though if we got more than one season we could have seen a little bit more from him you know we start off the season where like i said before Lindsay definitely has feelings for daniel and strangely enough it didn't really get explored that much once Lindsay became friends with um kim kelly she really like took her foot off the brake with trying to pursue daniel but i think there's a world where if we had more time then we could have seen a Lindsay daniel thing come into fruition um so we have that we have daniel's struggles with um his intelligence and with schooling and then we also see daniel a little bit with his family life and that um you know it, like one or two of his parents are um a, a bit absent in one way or another whether mm -hmm. it be health or uh just not being a mother that mothers so i think daniel's really interesting like we gave him a very hard time in the majority of the series for being a dick and he is a dick but most high school boys that i know are dicks so you know that's that's life baby that's showbiz baby yeah yeah i mean i think ultimately like i was so happy with how daniel's story ended right like him playing D and him discovering carlos and just like having fun with the geeks i think it would have been so interesting to see a season two where he then has to like figure out how to like combine his worlds if he even no pays attention to the geeks once they get back to school like i'm very curious to see how they deal with that because i don't think daniel is very delicate with things and i feel like people's feelings would certainly get hurt um daniel is the character i struggle to see as much of a future for like i'm trying to figure out like exactly what he would do and part of me thinks he would end up in the military Part of me thinks he would struggle for a few years and then somehow end up in the military and really thrive there once he had structure to his day. You know, I can totally see that um, because I've heard that a lot for um, men in particular that do have issues with structure and being in the military. It really gives them like a purpose and mm -hmm. also they're given a lot of opportunity once they leave the, um, the army, uh, the military, like I think we've talked about this before, and schooling, housing, yeah. like it really is for as many cons, there are benefits for signing up for that sort of thing. Um, but I can totally see that. I also can see him as a mechanic or like as a repairman. Like I can see him really thriving in some sort of a trade. Um, and I think that he's kind of just like, living a simpler life you know like mm -hmm. all american blue collar but i do like the idea of him gaining some structure um in the military in mm -hmm. some capacity i think that's an interesting thing to chew on definitely yeah um as for ken Ken is the character where I feel like they didn't really explore him. Like, of all the freaks, we knew the least about Ken for the longest amount of time. Right. They eventually did give us some stuff. And I really enjoyed what they did give us, you know, with Tuba Girl. Like, I felt like that was a really sweet storyline. And we got to little know a little bit about his family life. His parents are well off. So, like, I don't think 
he's going to struggle in the same way that maybe a Nick or a Daniel will once high school is over. I think he's probably pushed to go to college, but I feel like maybe he goes to like a community college or like a mm-hmm. local state school or something and, and tries to find his footing. I feel like he makes really good friends in college though. Similarly to the freaks. I feel like he adapts very well to his surroundings and maybe he like, and maybe this is just because it's Seth Rogen and uh, I'm thinking of the show platonic, but like, what if he becomes like a brewery guy? Like I feel I like I could see, see that for him. Yeah, I could totally see that for him. He loves uh, beer. We know that. <laughs> yeah, like maybe like artisanal beer crafter. Yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, like I kind of hope that him and Tuba Girl work out. Like, wouldn't Me it be too. interesting if he winds up being like they wind up being like um, high school sweethearts and they like that. last for. Um, or they reconnect like they both ooh. go their separate ways after like through college and stuff and then yeah. they just end up bumping into each other somehow mm, i love, I love that. that yeah i i i think that ken's story would have been explored more in a second season yeah. and um i'm i'm really glad that seth rogan was given an opportunity in undeclared to play a character that is unlike any other character that I've seen him play. Now, a lot of the times you and I have spoken about, or Adam and I have spoken about since we cover platonic, how Seth Rogen plays Seth Rogen, but the character that he played in Undeclared is really different. Oh, it's not like it's not like the typical stoner that he plays or like the edgy guy. Like it's it's really interesting. I liked that character. Mm-hmm. And I also you know, applaud like Seth Rogen's career because I think that I think that he like really got to like have the dream of being in movies and like how I don't know, like he, this show obviously like shot off his career, like really put him to s- stardom. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know. Seth Rogen seems like he has a lot of fun. I mean, for sure. I feel like he's having more fun than most people in their life, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. He's definitely having more fun than me. That it just seems like he's, he's always having a great time. I mean, that it's true. He it's it's true. But uh yeah, I can see him do a brewery or eventually maybe once it becomes legalized, like maybe he opens up his own weed store. I'm yeah, sure, I think that Seth Rogen actually has. I wouldn't. I would whole, be the least shocked person ever to find that. I'm out. pretty sure actually that he has a store. Honestly, that, I'd be surprised if he didn't. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to remember because I'm pretty sure somebody, one of his coworkers, at either undeclared coworkers, like cast members, uh, either undeclared or um, freaks and geeks, like worked for him. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to like figure it out. But anyway. Um, yeah. Um, so let's finish out the the freaks with Kim Kelly because, you know, Kim, I think, had a little bit of a bumpy ride. We were all, like we came into the show wanting to love Kim Kelly because we love Busy Phillips from our time with Dawson's Creek. And so we already were like high on her. Right. And I feel like it was really tough to watch Kim Kelly be a bit of a bully in the very beginning. However, once we got to know her family and got to understand why she is the way she is and why she puts up such a like a wall around herself to like protect herself, it made a lot of sense. And I really enjoyed her and Lindsay together. I think I would like to see if we had a season two, 
I would have loved to see their time together on the road and how they grew closer. I could see them coming back from that trip very, very tight as a duo. Way way more than they were before they left. Um, But I do think there's always going to be struggles between Kim and Lindsay simply because I think Kim is always going to have a little bit of like the green-eyed monster, a little bit of envy for Lindsay and her family life and the money and everything she has that Kim doesn't. Um, but gosh, when I try to imagine what Kim's future looks like, it's really tricky to me. I feel like she, like she wants so badly to get out of town, you know, like, and I think she does, but maybe not in the way she wants to, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, I think she does make it out of town, but I don't know how, like, what is a career that you see for, for Kim Kelly? Well, um, so I think that, well, once again, uh, I heard like a bit of what like Judd Apatow thought would happen to her in a season two, and that would be on her voyage, you know, over the summer that she would get pregnant, which I don't really love. Why is he doing this to the characters? I don't know. That's what he said. I don't know what Judd Apatow is doing, but I could see her as a younger mother. I could see her doing something like basic in town like waitressing for a while and maybe she like finds something that she is passionate about and is able to make it out like the thing is is that people can have a a, a really happy life even if it's a simpler life you know so like I don't know if I see her like making it big anywhere or anything like that but um, I mean, the most that I can hope for her is that she is living in a home that she feels safe and loved. And I hope that she feels financially comfortable that she doesn't have to stress from day to day. Like she doesn't have to be a successful doctor or engineer, but like um, stable stability is my wish for Kim Kelly. I'm thinking Kim strikes me as someone who takes a while to find their passion and to like have a passion about something she strikes me as someone who like at age like 30 or 40 or something goes back to school and like finds a career she loves it just takes her a minute Mm -hmm. i think she stumbles for a while but i think in that stumbling she lives a very interesting life and something that like she'll look fondly back on even though it may have been very difficult i just think kim has a very tough road ahead of her just given her family life and given like her schooling and all of that but i think if she can make it out of town i do think she has like a great shot i personally would hope for her that she wouldn't like get pregnant at like 16 or something um or 17 however old they are but but yeah I, i don't know i think that's probably most of the characters. Mr. and Mrs. Weir, they're already settled. They're yeah. they're there. I don't know that we yeah. need to. I will say that like I really them. liked them as characters a lot more yeah. than I thought I was going to do from the pilot on. And I think well, that Dawson's Creek pay attention. This is how you write adult adult storylines on a yeah, kid drama. Totally. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that they did the parents a lot better than Dawson's Creek and in turn made it a lot more interesting to watch them where I didn't want to fast forward through their scenes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
um, loved them, especially the dad. The dad always endeared me when he was like, you know what happened to them? They're dead. Yeah, we didn't get that much more of that after the No, but I always episode. remember it fondly. Yeah, yeah, but it was a funny bit, and I, I really liked them as mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, they were great. And even both of them had their own episodes where they got to be um, showcased, which was yeah. really cool. All right, let's turn our attention to maybe some of our like, maybe we could talk through like our favorite character and our least favorite character and Mm. then our favorite episode and and least favorite episode or something like that. It's a little difficult, but um, do you want to go first? Do you have a a favorite character right off the bat that sticks out for you? Yeah, I think that like my favorite character of the mains, um, I think has to be Sam. Like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like like i said so endeared to him like i just wanted to give him a hug and i think that he had like a really interesting um time throughout the show where Mm -hmm. he had a lot of wins and he had like a lot of like growing pain loses and he got smacked in the reality of like the person that you expect people to be aren't always the pedestal that you put them on Mm -hmm. and i think that he had like a really interesting evolution and i always really enjoyed watching his journey yeah sam is is adorable right like he he's so easy to root for throughout the series um i i mean i really do think my favorite is bill i from him like having his moment alone drinking beer from the tiny baseball hat um and like always wanting to talk about tv he's just himself and i love that 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 about him i love the like uh the scene of the boys making him eat gross things like he just i don't know he's so sweet and just his relationship with his mom i really enjoyed seeing yeah that was a that was a good episode that was really Mm -hmm. interesting i also enjoyed like the fact that like he got to make out with Vicky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I really loved Bill. I didn't I I didn't appreciate him as much on my very first watch, and now I absolutely adore him. And I, I honestly, as like a uh, a little honorable mention, uh, Harold Weir, the dad, cracked me up so much. I mean, he's yeah. off. Like he says some awful stuff, but like it's he's just so funny. And as a father, like he he just cracks me up. Like the they're dead. <laughs> Uh, for me my like sleeper honorable mention is millie like i came into the show being like fucking millie like what is millie doing she's so annoying but like she was so funny and it's just the actress and her inflections Mm -hmm. and how and like i think that the actress herself was like very young and like a little naive like i saw this clip from a table read that was so funny because it was the episode in um kim kelly is my friend which by the way i don't know if we talked about this at the time but that was banned on nbc like what yeah that episode was banned because the subject material was too like serious All and like disturbing and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well yeah they're like chasing the car and everything yeah. and mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there was a scene where, like, Millie is, like, warning Lindsay not to hang out with Kim Kelly because she fornicates in the locker room or whatever. And the actress says, like, fornicates it. 
she's like she fornicates it in the uh, <laughs> like Lindsay was like what does she, what's it like what does she do and she's like yeah. she fornicates it and it was so funny like the slip because she's so naive that they put it in the show mm-hmm. and I think like it's just the actress herself I think her name is Sarah something or other I don't know um it's just like yeah I don't Sarah Hagen yeah Sarah. I really really enjoyed watching Millie's evolution and also like the fact that she had like a boyfriend from like Christian sleepaway camp and that she was like I can't make out with him because I'll go to hell and I like that she had like one day where she was rebellious and then she like went back to her normal way but I I really enjoyed her character and I always like it laughed when i when i saw yeah i wish we got a little more of her especially her relationship with Lindsay. like maybe it would have been cool to have a little bit like a flashback or something but like i would hope that if we got a season two of the show millie would be a breakout of that season and just be like i don't know do something wild with millie you know Mm -hmm. i think that would be really fun yeah ho millie down yes let's Uh, see her fornicate it uh so our favorite episodes i feel like my two favorites actually we covered in one episode my top two episodes for the whole series are beers and weirs and tricks and treats which uh one is where they have the big house party and they think they're drunk but the the geeks had swapped out the beer for non-alcoholic beer and then tricks and treats is the halloween episode obviously i just feel like I really love an episode where all my characters are kind of in one location and we get that with beers and weirs with the house party. I love Bill getting drunk on his own. And meanwhile, all the teenagers think they're getting drunk. It was like very, a very funny concept to me. And uh, we get a really nice like Neil and Lindsay moment in that episode as well, where he helps her out by like calling the cops, pretending to be the neighbors. Um, And tricks and treats. I I love seeing everyone in costume. It's just, I, I love like, Lindsay's going over the line and she's like smashing pumpkins and doing all these things. Like, I don't know. I really liked both of those episodes. What about you? Um, I think Kim Kelly is my best friend is one of my favorite episodes. I really enjoyed learning more about Kim and it was like so dramatic mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed that. And then um, <laughs> I think that like the garage door and dead dogs and gym teachers I really liked the side stories of Bill and Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think that those were two where it kind of sticks out to me as being like interesting storylines. Like seeing Neil with the clicker was like so sad. Yeah. Um, trying to find like his mom. She and then that's also uh the episode where like ken meets tuba girl and um i don't know like there was like a lot of uh, like interesting things happening there and then dead dogs and gym teachers like seeing um kim kelly like feel horrible for millie and like yell at her at yell at Lindsay at the um the funeral for the dog about like repeating uh, whatever she already said, said that. She already said that. And then, of course, like seeing Bill um, and his relationship with his mom and Coach Fredericks, that was really interesting to watch, mm-hmm. too. So um, there's so many good episodes. I do like the two that you mentioned um, as well. I think that Beers and Weirs is kind of a favorite of amongst a, lo- a lot of people yeah. and uh we we do love a halloween moments so 
there's there's a lot of episodes that I could see myself loving and re wanting to rewatch. Yeah, definitely. I feel like oh, oh yeah. I also love smooching and mooching. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, was such a good naturally. episode. Such a good one. The the make out party with the spin the bottle. If I had to pick one that was on my on the lower end for me, and I and I really liked most of these episodes. Like I felt most of them were very strong, but I wasn't as much of a fan of noshing and moshing, which is the episode where Daniel becomes like a punk guy and oh, Neil yeah. starts ventriloquism. Um, yeah. I liked the party mostly because Mr. Weir is drunk and I thought that was very funny, but I hate the ventriloquist doll. Um, and I wasn't a big fan of that Daniel storyline, him like with the hair and the, you know, all of that. I was like, eh, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I didn't really like that as well. Um, I don't know. Tess and Bress were like. That ended so strangely with like Lindsay outing Daniel and just like laughing in his face. And we're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, wasn't wasn't that happy? And then like the weird conversation that Sam had with Coach Fredericks behind closed doors where he's like explaining sex, and we're just like, This this seems weird. Like, what's going on here? Um, so I think that I was less of a fan of Tess and Bress. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Those are our faves and least fave episodes. Uh, do we want to quickly talk through some of what the astrological signs of some of these characters? Because I know we we yeah. love to do this. So if you hate this, you can leave now, and that's totally fine. Um, but we love this. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so let's start with Lindsay like usual. I can see Lindsay being either hmm, like an air sign or a maybe even an earth sign. Do you my have mind any takes? Yeah, my mind originally went to air sign. I feel like... Mm -hmm. I, again, if we're looking at her being like a journalist and being kind of like here and there and everywhere a little bit, then yeah. I think it's more Sagittarius like the travel. But like, I just think she flits in. She kind of, I don't think she's like an Aquarius. I think she's a Libra because she does have a lot of like morals, like right and wrong. And like, this doesn't feel yeah. good or not. She's a bit of a floater. She can get along with like anybody. She's a bit of a people person, but also a bit of a people pleaser. So I can see yeah. her being a bit of a Libra. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Definitely an air sign at the very least, I would say. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think her brother, Sam, he gives big cancer man energy to me. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. I can definitely see that. Or He's very, like, yeah. uh, emotionally driven. Um, he feels his feelings a lot. More and of a homebody. More of a homebody. He just feels, yeah, my dad is a cancer. I feel like, I mean, not that they're that much alike, but, like, I could just, I feel those vibes with Sam. Yeah, yeah I can definitely see that. I think that's, like, definitely a right call or like maybe like a Taurus or something like that. Yeah. Something warm and fuzzy. Too. Yeah. Warm and fuzzy for sure. Um, I want to jump to Bill because is Bill an Aquarius? Is he just like bobbing along to his own life? <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can absolutely <laughs> see Bill being Aquarius. Like mm -hmm. Aquariuses are kind of known as like the weirdos of the astrological world. Like they're kind of, you know, go down the beat of their own drum, like mm -hmm. are kind of a little like 
flaky or airy, like kind of in their own world. Like I can totally see that, especially because like the person that makes Bill laugh the most is Bill. Yeah, exactly. He's always laughing at his own jokes. Like, I'm sorry, but like playing movies in your mind and then laughing at them is very Aquarius. (laughs) Yeah. Or if we want to say like he's a little bit more watery or sensitive than like a Pisces. Like he's like a dreamer in that Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think Neil is a fire sign and I honestly think he might be an Aries. I think he's a a, a Leo. Don't Could you be. dare! Don't no dare. only because he's just like really he likes to be the center of attention. He's loud. He's outgoing. It's not like a bad. He's not thing. as charming though as Leos are. He thinks that he's charming, and like, I don't remember, think he's charming. It doesn't matter. A Leo <laughs> thinks that they're charming. Like I know that you don't want to. I don't want him. him in my club. <laughs> All right. I mean, like I'm just saying, I can have an opinion. I'm a person that has an opinion. I think that he's a Leo. <sighs> I'm going like, to say he's an Aries, and that's where my brain is going to live forever. Very fair. I don't very, want very him in fair. my club. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> whatever, my love. Um, whatever you like in this world, it's your I have a very strong vibe about Nick Andopolis. Um, Is he a Pisces man? Uh, that was my second option. My first option is a Scorpio man. Oh, he's a Scorpio, I think. It's the yeah. possessiveness for me. Yep. It's the, yeah. so sorry, Scorpios. So sorry. But like he's watery, but in yeah. like an unpredictable way where you kind of don't know what he's going to do. And you're a little bit like, Nick, you chill out, Nick. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 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 Mm-hmm. But probably grain sack. So probably. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I- he at the very least is trying very hard. <laughs> maybe he's trying a little bit too he's hard he's putting in all the effort yeah exactly um but yeah like i can definitely see him um being definitely a water sign definitely a bit of a scorpio i can definitely yeah. see that yeah uh where do we want to jump to next what about daniel give me your thoughts on daniel <sighs> daniel 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 like he's such a mystery which makes me want to say he's a Gemini because mm. I, they're just like the mysteries to me. Um, I can also see him being. Yeah, do I don't you... think I don't think he's an Earth sign. Like immediately, no. I feel like I can rule that out. No, no, I don't really think he's a fire sign either. I don't think he really has the like passion of a fire sign. Maybe he could be a Sagittarius, like a little, like I'm thinking like, or maybe an Aries because he's like kind of the leader of the group, like a little quick to anger. Yeah. I guess I think you're right though. I do think he falls more into the like airy, like Gemini sort of vibe. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think water signs. Like I don't really think he's a Scorpio. Mm -mm. I don't think he's a Pisces. Well, Mm -hmm. Well, may he possibly could be because I think it's one of those things where he is emotional. He just like very masks it very well, right? Um, and he also like no, that makes me feel like he's an Aries because Aries are very emotional, but like they don't, they don't yeah. like show it in a way. He's yeah, he shows mystery. it through like violence instead of sure. <laughs> yeah, I could see him being an Aries. Yeah, bit of a leader, bit of like you know follows his own rules um yeah i don't know i think that makes sense to me yeah kim kelly kim kelly gives me taurus energy you think so 
she gives me stubborn energy she's very stubborn but like i think that like i don't think she's like chill enough i don't know oh yeah i mean the alternative is like a capricorn who's also stubborn but is like is like headstrong i don't know she the could also be another aries Scorpio woman. No, yeah. she she doesn't give a shit. She's yeah. like too. She's like a bull or a ram. Or yeah. goat. She's got some horns to her. Or She's one goat. of those. Okay. There you go. That solves it. Pick your pick your pick pick your um, horn. And Ken is our last one. Maybe Ken's he's a Taurus. Yeah, he's the Taurus. You're right. He's yeah, without Taurus. a doubt. Yeah, that was the spot on pick. Yeah, he's definitely that was that's it. He's just a Taurus, and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. That's um, what you so are. we hope you enjoyed astrology hour. And if you didn't, mm-hmm. that's okay. It's not for everyone, but it is for us. Yeah, um, that's true. Anything else we want to say about this show before we wrap things up? I I'm gonna miss it. I think that was it was a good little thing. Like I think that. Um, I do think that if you want another show by Judd Apatow with some familiar faces, check out Undeclared. Um, I'm currently listening to Busy Phillips audiobook. So if you want more Busy Phillips in your life, you can join me in that quest. What's her what's her book called? She she's telling a lot of stories. Uh, she gets hurt a little. Uh she which is why the book is called this will only hurt a little but um (laughs) that is but uh she's she's a lot of fun like i really you know you and i have covered her in a few different shows and of course Mm -hmm. um we're both watching girls five eva to join um one indescribable podcast journey yeah their coverage of girls five eva um but so i'm definitely on the busy phillips train um, and I'm enjoying it more than her um, podcast, which no offense, I still wasn't, I don't know, maybe I would like it better in another life. Mm-hmm. But that's that's where I'm at uh, with that. And if you want to listen to more coverage of me talking about Seth Rogen, um, PSR, I talked about Platonic, which you mentioned earlier, which mm-hmm. is a Seth Rogen uh, show. And yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking what about you any other final thoughts about freaks and geeks no i same as you i wish we had gotten a second season but i really love the one season that we do get and maybe they would have ruined it with the second season you know we don't it know. sounds like it it certainly sounds like they were heading that direction uh but no i really enjoyed it i think that it's no surprise that all of these people go on to like mega stardom because they're all just so ridiculously talented um but yeah other than this you can catch us chatting about felicity which we're already enjoying a lot i don't know about you sarah but like this show is unhinged immediately in a way that i don't think it recognizes how unhinged it is which is even funnier to me yeah um she's so, a psychopath no. but she is, and i it's gonna be a tough turnaround for her like for me you know it's like turning a yacht in a river like how, i'm gonna oh you know, gonna be a minute before i can be like rooting for whatever felicity is up to um but uh but check us out there and then we're gonna have some holiday content coming up in december you can also hear me over on posher recaps if you want to give uh full spoiler recaps a listen we cover uh full seasons of shows in one podcast so if you're someone who likes to binge content it should be the podcast for you 
Um, and yeah, you could find us at shit nineties pod on Twitter and Instagram. We have a website shit nineties pod.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail or send in an email shit nineties pod at gmail.com is where you can do so. Uh, we greatly appreciate hearing from literally anybody. It makes our day. So, um, yeah. And of course, if you have any suggestions on single season shows you want us to cover also just send those suggestions in and we'll, we'll take a look at them. Uh, but for now, I think that's everything we have. Uh, so yeah, have a good one, everybody. And we'll catch you on the next podcast. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me.